That's how we roll, Jim. They came for the beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They came for their movies. Oh, 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 yeah. But Brad and Andrew aren't going to take it sitting down. Hot takes. Cold beer. No prisoners. This is the Brew and View Podcast. expecting but every time the the fireworks start <laughs> just makes me giggle like an uh, idiot yeah welcome everybody to the broom view podcast this is we are back. podcast you must be brad i am and as always you are andrew it's true uh so hi how are you things hello all yes how hello are things world. everywhere how are you uh, things are things are all right. Um, our buddy Steve Gleason got the Congressional Medal of Honor yesterday. Did he really? Yes. How did that happen? Uh, he earned it. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I thought that was like reserved for, um, like military stuff, but um, I guess not. I don't know. I, I, congressional yeah. gold medal maybe that's different you you could be right um yeah because everything <laughs> oh, man. congressional gold medal mm-hmm. uh, did he Did he serve in uh, oh yeah. He, that yeah, that's what he got the congressional gold medal. Mm. That's um, cool. Gold medals. Hmm. That is pretty sweet. They took time out of their busy, busy <laughs> whatever of <laughs> finger pointing and mudslinging to yeah. actually do something nice for somebody. Busy uh busy day of not Impeaching the president or not sending it to the Senate so that the Congress could give Who cares? Or, yeah. Um, I don't know. Did you see uh, Elizabeth Warren's snubbing Bernie Sanders? I heard about it. Oh, my God. It honestly, if someone told me, like, it was because, uh, what's it called, is coming back, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right. If someone was like that, it was a guerrilla marketing for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right. Because it, it looked like it, I'd be, I'd be like, "Yeah, you're, yes." <laughs> That's funny. 
<laughs> like, this makes sense. Why did I get stopped? I don't know why I got stopped. You called me a liar on national television. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Uh, much, uh, a bunch of just stuff I don't want to talk about. That kind I know. of crap. But it's nice that uh, they did that for him because he is uh, right. That guy's gone through a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, how's uh, how was I heard a little bit on the program on your program that yeah. uh, how not too much though about how things were in the city when LSU won. Did it go crazy? Did it go insane? It yeah, yeah, it was nuts. How um, late you guys stay up open at the bar? Uh, we probably got everyone out of there like eleven forty. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we we close at ten. But right, but you got never... that self-imposed, right? Or is that something you have to do? We don't have to. No, but we we would never. Um, Tigers and Saints games. It's that's just under like. Um, you know, we understood going into the shift that we close after the game. So. Yeah, and those are the nights that, like, like the people that want to get out of there on those nights are idiots, right? Yeah, that. I mean, I, not that you don't you, that you want to work, but that's the night you want to work because yeah, you're right, actually going to make money, make money. People are happy. Not on it. Like one of the many things I like about this job is that I get to watch sports while pouring beers in between Mm -hmm. and that i i mean i know i've my stance on on uh ncaa sports is is pretty well documented Mm -hmm. um but jesus christ that was a phenomenal did you watch any of the game yeah fantastic yeah it's a great game i mean um yeah i mean i'm one to i love i really enjoy college football Mm mm-hmm uh probably more because like i think like this like there's so much more football that's played and especially like if you would just compare like the super bowl to the national championship game mm-hmm. so much more football is being played in national championship game as opposed to the super bowl where you got like you know four plays punt commercial four plays punt commercial five plays field goal well that's commercial. what happens when the rams go to the super bowl yeah yeah um but uh, yeah, it it was a fun game. Yeah, that, I, I like the whole playoff thing. I think it's good. Uh, yeah, it it is. Um, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> it it eliminates this the stupid. Uh, not stupid. I mean, shit. There's a whole fucking industry around conversations about sports, but the the uh, the barroom uh, discussion. Uh, like, well, you you. So and so is the number one team. Like, well, now we have a playoff, so at least yeah. there's that. Uh, but yeah, the the city was nuts. It was electric. Um, Clemson fans were paying in two dollar bills, and that was annoying. But other than that, <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool that they did that. It is because I've heard that their like fan base is really nice, like super nice, like that. The Clemson fan base on the whole. They, um, I think they were, yeah. Uh, but that what I had heard and what people had 
what multiple people had told me, including the woman who paid her bill with $2 bills, was like, we leave it as a tip, as like a calling card. Like, right. Mm, you just paid for the whole damn thing with yeah. that. Twos. With twos. Twos. And uh, <laughs> but like going home, like you rode your boat, bike there, I assume? Yeah. And how was the ride home? Was it crazy in the streets or? Oh, no. It was, it was dead. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone was downtown. Okay. Yeah, everyone went to the quarter and just went nuts. Because um, that's the other thing too is I I mean there's obviously there is a fan base in New Orleans, but people you know tons of people, and if there's one thing I know from like meeting a lot of people who live in small towns, it's that they don't like to get up to the city. Um, so it was a lot of people in Louisiana who are not city dwellers or um so it it is kind of like in in their own way they're tourists as well yeah so so they all all those loose marbles find their way down to uh the french quarter and go fucking nuts yeah yeah but you know what it was it was um you didn't hear about anything other than people partying hard right um, except for Odell Beckham Jr., who is in trouble now for assault, because he. Oh really? Yeah. I heard. I heard that he was paying kids money or something like that. Or oh, he he handed out cash. He was throwing around cash, and uh, LSU tried to get ahead of it, and like, oh, it was fake. <laughs> and then I was listening to an interview with Joe Burrow, and he goes. <laughs> He goes, oh, I'm not a student athlete anymore. That was real. Nah. Like, Joe. <laughs> um, dude, that guy's fucking awesome, though. <laughs> He's just just so fucking composed. Dude, he got crushed. Yeah. On that last touchdown pass, or last touchdown pass of the half. Mm-hmm. I mean, just wrecked. And I thought, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, did uh, you guys have uh, any cool beers to talk about while you're over the? Um, you think they'll come out with anything like the championship style? I wish, but I feel like we won't. Yeah. I feel like so we got in a bad we got in a bad way, man. Uh, so. We started doing Goza's. Um, we've done three now. And the first one we did was PMG, Peach Mango and Guava. Right. Um, and then after that, we just started calling them what was in them. And PMG, right. obviously not a super creative name, but it, it kind of like, the you know, the three... Uh, uh, it, it rolls off the tongue a little bit. Let me get a PMG. Right. Um, the And right now we have a Blackberry Current Goza. That's okay. what it's called. Start naming this shit. Come on. <laughs> current have events. Some, have some fun. Yes. Yeah. Bottle Blackberry Current Goza. Um, the other thing is they are shoehorning in. Um, when we do name beers, just shoehorning in uh, 
<laughs> New Orleans-ish stuff. So we have a Kolsch, and it's called Kenner Bra because Kenner is a suburb. Okay. And it starts with a K. Kenner. Kolsch. Perfect. Yeah. Um, our Slackwater Brown Ale, which is an excellent brown ale. I will, I'll have to send you some of that. Um, it's, it's a great... Uh, <laughs> some, some people have called it a great old man beer. Uh-huh. It's like, I, you know, I don't care who drinks it. It's great beer. Um, but it, it was, it's called the Slackwater on February 2nd. It's being rebranded to Bucktown Brown. Oh, that sounds very 80s porn star-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bucktown He's Brown. Bucktown Brown. That's code for... Dicking the ladies down. Yeah. He's Bucktown Brown. Uh yeah, it's it's stupid. Um, riverfront lager that makes sense. We're you know we're right by the river. Uh, Storyville IPA, which is where all the, the basically the red light district of of New Orleans of old. Yeah, that was the most risque thing we've done. Nice, but yeah, it it just uh, like if we ha- if we have our next goza has like a reddish tint to it or something. Tiger blood. There you or go. Tiger. T I G. Hopefully that's not trademark. I can imagine Charlie seeing. Oh yeah. Oh, trademarking yeah. that. Yeah. Tiger style. Wu Tang Clan. Tiger style. <laughs> Tiger style. Um. You hear that mashup? There's a. Uh, there was a, I think it was called Loud Rocks or something like that. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, album. yeah. Um, and Serge Tankian was, uh, did yes. some vocals with Wu-Tang Clan, right? Yes, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it was Loud Rocks. Uh, I, like, I really like that album because it, like, just, it, it, uh, made that, you know, Reese's Pe- or, uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups type of thing, you know. You got mm. peanut butter in my chocolate. I got chocolate in your peanut butter. And it just <laughs> kind of worked. Yeah. Uh, yep. It is. It is Loud Rocks from the year two thousand, and the album <laughs> cover looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. I I I remember it well. Yeah. I'm gonna have to pull that up. Yeah, but it was cool because it was like. Um, A lot of just really good uh, hip hop songs, right? And they just matched them up. And I think that it sounds like they all worked together on this, as opposed to just like you know mixing it later in a studio. Yeah, I think System of Down and Wu Tang Clan, Uh, at least, which is definitely the one I listen to more than most things on there. Oh yes, uh, Wu Tang with Tom Morello. Mm-hmm. Sugar. There's, Ray. I mean, there's some they really wind up in that kind of. Oh, Incubus and Big Pun is it? That one's a really good one. Yeah, too. That's fun. That's a fun one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Check that out sometime, mm-hmm. listeners. Yeah, it was a fun album. Agreed. 
Agreed. But yeah, um, we have our Mardi Gras seasonals coming out at the bar. Uh, Royalty, which is a pale ale with Earl Grey. Um, and on paper, what the fuck? It's a, a really solid beer. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It is. Um, and people love it. People ask for it all year. And I'm glad so far that they haven't given in and made it a year-round thing. Yeah. Because people think they want it all year. Um, and I've seen it, watched it happen. And, you know, I, I know the guys at the bottle shop down the street from me. Uh, and they told, like, the biggest beer here two summers ago was Ghost in the Machine. Mm-hmm. Amazing, uh, hazy double IPA. Oh, <laughs> Siri thinks I'm talking to her when I say hazy. Um, <laughs> not you, not you. Uh, <laughs> anyways, it was unbelievable. Best beer, blah blah blah. Um, and it was. It was truly, in my opinion. And of course, it's all a matter of taste, right? In my opinion, very deserving of its praise. And they stopped doing it seasonally, and now people are like, eh, it's just not as good. And yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe, you know, but with them trying to get as much of it out to market as possible, it's not. Um, but also, maybe you're just being a fucking snob. Yeah. Um, and then people will. Like, um, what's, what's his name? My, um, Pat, who's one of the managers at, at uh, Craft Beer Cellar, one of the one of the part owners. Um, he's like, we might as well throw it out if it was bottled two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. So people come in and be like, nah, you have anything fresher? Oh, geez. Sorry, man. Hmm. But... Yeah, so anyways, uh it's an Earl Grey Pale Ale and it's it's good. And then we have another beer coming out called Every Odd Hour and none of us know what that is. And and the um branding for it is not very good. <laughs> uh but so it goes. <coughs> I did um unfortunately I finished it, but Moving towards tonight, I did have a very delicious beer. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, it is a uh, Goza. Okay. Um, bourbon barrel aged with pickle juice. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not sh- so Miel across the street. I was uh, over there grabbing a sandwich, and uh, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna gonna run back." I uh, not doing a podcast or anything. Um, <laughs> heaven forbid anyone knows that <laughs> two nights yeah. a week I'm recording podcasts of very successful shows with very stable geniuses. Um, but yeah, I was like, "Oh no, I'm just grabbing a sandwich." And Alex is like, here, let, let me, here, take this on me. And he pours me this. And uh, he's like, it's uh, it's a goza. It's a cucumber goza aged in bourbon barrels and infused with uh, pickle juice 
from Stein's Deli, which is a local New York-style deli um, in in town here. And it's <laughs> it's unreal. The idea is like a pickleback, um, but it's it's unbelievably good. You get like a little cucumber on the nose. Um, it's it sets out to do pretty much exactly what they want it to do, where you get some bourbon like heat up front, and then it kind of just mellows out at, at as you finish. Um, really, I I don't know. I it's cool, impressive, and cool. Um, I I think it's hilarious that they even thought to do that. It's pretty awesome. And that's yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes things just kind of go together. Yeah, and you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Is is that the one you're you're talking about tonight? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's not. I, was, on, uh, I saw the 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 mysterious tweet earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it is uh, not an untapped yet. I think it comes out this on Saturday. Cool. Maybe it is on untapped. I didn't look. I'm lying now, um, but it's not out yet. So I appreciate Alex for letting me. Yeah. Uh, Very good. Have some, and uh, I gotta say I was really impressed. Thanks, Very Alex. delicious, and uh, happy to be talking about it. Should anyone be down here? I <coughs> I love Miel. I think they they're definitely my favorite place to go. <laughs> Seeing there's one there across the street from me, and two they're yeah. making really good food. Um, but they might be, uh, there's this other place, Parlo in the Bywater, which is kind of like, uh, like an island unto itself. Like it's just, it's not near any other, um, other breweries. It's in a very like residential part of the city. Uh, so I don't get out there nearly as much as I'd like to. Uh, but I think they're the best brewery in the city. They're the ones that had that, uh, Larry's homework. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Lemon <laughs> lemongrass lager. Yeah. Um which is just on paper not my style at all, but it was amazing. And I feel like everything I've had there. There's been a couple times where I've gone and like nothing sounds good, but everything I had was like, "Oh, this is good." Yeah. Um but yeah, I I think Miel's up there with them. And they're Very good. uh quiet about it too, humble and just kind of doing their doing their work plugging along yeah oh good yeah so um <coughs> I'm, I'm happy that they're doing well i'm happy that i live near a place that makes good beer uh not that i don't live far from a couple others but you know it would it'd yeah. be kind of a bummer if you're like oh there's a brewery open up across the street and it was like utter shit <laughs> yeah or even just eh, it's okay i guess i'll go there um, well, I am having something you had almost yes. three years, four, three years ago, mm. three years ago on this very hair podcast. Um, old Rasputin. Yes. And it is a Russian Imperial stout and, um, 9% 75 IBU. So that's a little, you know, a little different for a stout to have that high of an IBU. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is really 
ex- like really excellent very like just rich and um a whole lot of like if you open it you just smell it right away it's it's uh, has just a great s- smooth finish but has that like just a little bit of danger when you drink it almost you can taste the uh maybe the evilness of rasputin as you swallow it um uh, but it it goes down smooth sits well this is a one of those heavy stouts that you could probably have three or four of them without you know getting really sick of it yeah uh, especially you know in the winter time uh uh, so yeah, it's from North Coast Brewing Company. My wife got this for my birthday or for Christmas. I'm sorry, so I've been hanging on to it. Nice uh, for this this occasion. Um, yeah, and just I, if you can find it, it seems like it's it, you know it's 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 uh, North Coast Brewing, so it's out in California. Uh, so you should be able to find it. Um, what's really interesting though is so I if you go on to Untapped and you click Old Rasputin mm-hmm. and just kind of because you know uh, Untapped has so much information on it as you scroll down right? right you know you start at the top it gives you you know the description a little bit and all the ratings you and your friends and everyone's been checking in the brewery itself the details of it and then uh, then you get down to the photos. <laughs> Are you looking at it now? No, but I'm going to. <laughs> There's one photo that kind of just jumps off the page. Mm. Uh, I'll wait till you get there, and I'll kind of. Uh, it's 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 also right below the photos that you can't like if you're a bur- or your your local distributor is on the ball, they'll ha- they'll put the beers that they have, and you can click on it, mm-hmm. and it'll tell you if they got it there. So, it like, uh, like my favorite, uh, not brewery, but uh, beer distributor, mm-hmm. uh, has a recently added like all the stuff that they recently got in, which is kind of cool. Oh, nice. Uh, but just above it at the photos. All right. Are you there yet? Um, I was looking at friends, and I was like, oh, a bunch of people we know check this in, and I was like, oh, this can't be recently. So I'm scrolling through the photos. Well, don't don't do the no, don't hit the friends. Yeah, I'm I'm at all oh, now. What's that? I'm I'm on all. So. Well, not even all. Like, don't even hit the everyone check-ins. Wow, uh, what am I supposed to be doing? So, like, Oops. if you look here, mm-hmm. uh, if you can see it or not, damn it! Yeah, I, I, I can see it. So you scroll down. Yeah. Keep scrolling down and has a list of photos there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's great. <laughs> yep, pretty great. What is is that little Caesar on his chest? No, it's some sort of uh, American Indian. Uh, it looks, <laughs> yeah, it looks like a uh, w- an alternate reality uh, Eli Manning. <laughs> this, yeah, this guy. So this we have a guy, guy that looks like he's recently been injured. His legs wrapped up somehow, and he's sitting in just. Yeah. Well, I can see what that is on his. His oh, I don't want to get too close. Yeah. What to the his shorts? 
Some kind of football. I don't know. But he's drinking a he's just a big hairy guy that looks like he's had one or two many <laughs> probably rescues. on some pain pills. Yes. So I thought like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went uh, I went too far. <laughs> oh Samuel M. He truly Let's see what else he's working with here. Photos. That's a good idea. Oh man. See uh unapologetically normal. <clears throat> oh my. Lots of tattoos. Easy there, Sam. He doesn't smell a lot. Anyways, if you're listening, Sam, <laughs> good, good on you. <laughs> Thanks for giving us a little bit of a laugh. Yeah. I feel like the guy in the picture is not him. I think so. This is, uh, boy, we're going to find out. Friend request sent. (laughs) That's our guy. (laughs) So anyways, that's what I'm drinking. Nice. Um, Yeah. You got got anything else going on in the beer world? Uh, Not really. Yeah, just... Other than, no, not really. Just same old, same old. I Uh, feel that. Well, let's talk about some movies. Let us. Oh, man. Where to begin? Uh... What did you think of the old man and the gun? Uh, did you watch it? I did not. You did? I did not. No. Oh, you did not. I was trying to read you. Sometimes I, I, when I talk, you cut up and I was trying to read your lips. Oh. And it looked like a yes, but it was a not. So, uh, from ni- 2019... Uh, the old man and the gun, starring Robert Redford, um, and Sissy Spacek, Casey Affleck, two names I like to say back to back. Um, uh, what the hell? Okay, there we go. Uh, directed by the guy David Lowry, who did uh, Ghost Story. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think that's pretty much it mm-hmm. uh, and pete's dragon which whatever uh, i don't know about that and i think we both didn't like ghost story yeah. right yeah <clears throat> uh so this is you know so i i needed a palate cleanser after watching um don't fuck with cats okay uh, as far as being a little light and whimsical and this was that um this is a kind of a feel-good movie uh basically it's an old guy with a gun it's robert redford who is he's a compulsive bank robber oh um he can't help himself and casey affleck is the the you know he's the 
the lawman that's trying to get him. Yeah. Um, and it's so it's it it's set I think in the early '80s or late, maybe late probably early. No, maybe mid '80s. Uh, but and it just it it goes down really smooth, and it's it's a little bit of a catch me if you can type thing, only not as sleek. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, it makes you kind of feel good, but also you're it doesn't it doesn't let you lose yourself in it either. Uh, there's there's parts of it that you're like oh this is nice and then you're thinking ah oh, come on this is a little bit too nice too <laughs> because like you keep remembering that people are being robbed at gunpoint mm-hmm. you know uh, but it's based on a true story of a guy who into his like I think into his 80s or maybe even 90s mm-hmm. was robbing you know banks oh. and um, so it was. Awesome. Uh, it, it was good. It just wasn't definitely not great. It was nice to see Robert Redford and, you know, he has that good smile, that kind of, like, I can't even remember other than playing the bad guy in, in, um, in, uh, Captain America. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I can't remember last time Robert Redford was like a bad, real bad guy. You know, yeah, and so it's hard really to see him as like this, uh, you know, hardened criminal that had like escaped from jail like seventeen times or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but and it's it makes you it makes you feel for the criminal, makes you you know root for the criminal, and and I think especially I think nowadays we there's a lot more nuance to it. So like, like a movie like the town, you've seen the town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so like you kind of rooted for the bad guys, but then you also realize what they were doing, but there was, there was the good bad guys and then the bad, bad guys. And then, or even like baby driver. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't know it. Like if you were in a bank and it got robbed, you'd be pretty shook up for the next couple weeks, you know, or, you know, I, a real good depiction of it was uh, the with, uh, what is it, Chris Pine and... Yeah, um, um, Hell or High Water. Yeah. I mean, that was, I felt like a more realistic yeah. take on it. Mm-hmm. So anyways, very whimsical, still good movie, uh, feel good movie, made, lifted my heart a little bit. Um, not a whole lot of inner struggle and like what does this really mean type thing? Mm -hmm. This is just about a guy, a fun-loving bank robber, I guess. (laughs) I gave it a seven. Or did I give it a seven or give it a six? Fun-loving bank robbers. I gave it a seven. So, uh, like I said, it was a good palate cleanser Mm -hmm. after watching that other thing. Yes. Where does it fall... Heavily recommend. Don't recommend. I would say if you have the for time. you, you're mm-hmm. not. I mean, if you're like super bored, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you should run out and see that. 
I don't should. like to feel good. Yeah. Right on, right on. Oh, God. I forgot all the Oscar shit was announced. Oh, yeah. Uh, saw a bunch of stuff the other day about, you know, how... I do do we care about the Oscars or do we not? Or do yeah. we only care about the Oscars when we when it's not like when it's going our way then it then the Oscars are okay if it if it goes exactly how we expect it to go or et cetera. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah. Uh I listened to the film vault today mm-hmm. and they were talking about and they Made me laugh mm-hmm. a little bit. They're like, "Can you believe that not one woman was was uh, nominated for best actor?" <laughs> it's it's downright unfair. Yeah, I saw, of course, Twitter. I I don't know why I subject myself to this shit, but there's one. It was like unbelievable. Um, you know. Joker was a terrible movie, and it gets the most nominations. And Little Women was the best remake I've ever seen. Okay. Well, get on the fucking board. Yeah. Like, like uh, I, there's no way you can say it's the worst piece of garbage you've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I, like you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Like, there's, it's undeniably well. Directed yeah, well the zeros and the IMDb zeros whether, and tens are like <laughs> whether or not you liked it or not doesn't really shouldn't yeah. fall into that, right? And I'm glad you liked Little Men, Women. I like uh, Greta Gerwig a lot. Yeah, she was nominated for she's been nominated for three Oscars now. Yeah, and I she's one of the people who like Little Women. Not really on my radar, but since she was involved. You got my attention. Yeah. Um. But like, it it just this back and forth of like, like Spike Lee's boycotting the Oscars because he wasn't uh, nominated, and then when he gets nominated, he'll show up and he'll take his award. So who's it really? Is it really about you know black people? Is it about culture or is it about you? Yeah. And that's I hate Spike Lee. Um. Forever. So. Made f- he uh, made some disparaging comments about one of my favorite raptor rappers after he was shot in the head, and fuck you, Spike Lee. There you go. Yeah. Um. Whether you make good movies or not. Yeah. Show um, what kind of person you are. I I did enjoy. I saw like the opening monologue mm-hmm. for um, Ricky Gervais mm-hmm. on the Golden Globes about how. You know, you know, don't get up here and start preaching. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what it's like. Oh, You're not yeah. the everyman. It's the the most detached people in the world at a show celebrating themselves. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's just, I love movies. I love um, the the entertainment it provides, but the self aggrandizing, the self congratulating. And then now the hiding behind, like, because I feel, I, I feel, and this is just an opinion, but I feel like there's a lot of 
hiding behind socio-political issues when mm. you don't get your way. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Um, and I love Robert De Niro, uh, but there was nothing. This was like three or four years ago. I think it was the Golden Globes, but there was nothing fucking brave about him getting up and saying, fuck Trump in a room full of his peers who outside of Clint Eastwood also voted for Hillary Clinton. Like, oh, you're so brave, Robert. Thank you for mm. taking a stand. I heard you paint houses. Hmm. Don't say it to his face. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, whatever. I yeah. mean, and and yeah, like we were just you know talking about at the beginning of the fucking episode. It's like it's so nice to get away from that stuff, but it just feel like we're just at this point conditioned to fucking work its way back into conversations, and I'm the one doing it. So, well, not you. I mean, the one the one thing I do like about the Oscars, it does bring up movies i haven't seen and whether mm-hmm. you know it hopefully like it exposes me to more movies that are good mm-hmm. you know yeah absolutely um, and it is for like the smaller features it's a huge deal it's yeah it it means millions of dollars yeah um but for you know a bunch of people who are going to be okay if their movie tanks and doesn't make a couple more million, you would think it was the difference between eating tonight and not. Yeah. Well, whatever. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't be uh Bruinview view without me getting on my fucking soapbox over nothing, something that doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> All right, I can still see it while I'm on my high horse. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Uh. And what did you watch? I watched a movie that. Uh. Was nominated for ten Oscars. Holy cannoli! Um, I watched a movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Written and directed by auteur Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, who is one of the top build character or top build actors, but somehow steals the show. Question mm-hmm. mark and Margot Robbie. Among others. Uh, and it is the fictionalized depiction of the end of the golden age of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, shit. I don't know how I feel about this movie, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm. Parts of it were. A big chunk of it was very uninteresting, in my opinion. Um, it looked wonderful. It was shot really well. Um, Tarantino has all of his his trademarks are in there. And it's, of course, again, it's just obvious that he's a huge film nerd. Um, but 
so uh, the thing that I've heard uh, repeated a couple times on the after disaster, and I'm sure you've heard it on on Anderson's other other various podcast endeavors, was it was two hours of nothing and a half hour of like a teenage boy's wet dream. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's I, it's, it's kind of that. But I got to say that last half hour is actually really disappointing to me. Yeah. Um, I think it is the culmination of what's been happening with Tarantino for a while now, kind of starting with uh, Kill Bill. Um, but there was a point in time, and, you know, you can change, of course. You can develop as as an artist, and, and you should. Um, and... But there was a time where he was talking about his violence in in his pictures, um, and I think this was right after uh, Reservoir Dogs and um, what's the uh, oh, Jackie not Brown? No, or no, uh, um, the one he wrote, not directed. The Oliver uh, Stone directed Natural Born uh, Killers. Yeah. Um. So he so he was you know kind of under fire for for glorifying violence i think and and in that interview or in an interview where he's defending the on-screen violence he shows um he was talking about consequence and how a lot of movies are void of the realistic consequences of things like gun violence and when you see that brutality um it's actually less glorifying it's more of that, like, oh, this is this is awful, this is agonizing, this is gross, and um, this is at, at this point, this would be the mid '90s, so long before torture porn was a thing, um, before the saws and hostels of the world uh, were going straight to DVD, um, or saw and hostel ripoffs rather, because those movies made to theaters, uh, and and I think that. With this this final uh, climax was just the full 180 of that original take, and now it is just sensationalized. Violence is cool. What is consequence? Um, and so, to be honest, that that disappoints me. Huh. Well, I mean, I get what I do get what you're saying, but I I don't. I'm not gonna hold something he said. No, no, and, you know, twenty and, couple years ago. Like, I, no, I and you, you have a legitimate point. You really do. But like for me, like I, I had the opposite view of it because the. So what I was dreading was, and I was able to for I don't know how, but avoid all the spoilers for this. Mm -hmm. Like, and I didn't. Me as well. Uh, aside from the the thing about pacing, the what the thing about about pacing of like it's, it's oh, a slow yeah. two hours and a crazy half hour, but yeah, sorry, yeah. Continue. But what I didn't want to see is I didn't want to see as the film went on, more and more it went on. I didn't want to see Sharon Tate get murdered. I didn't mm -hmm. want to see them do that. Like I didn't want to see a what happened. I didn't want to see 
And because those people, you know, I mean, all murderers are disgusting and gross, but like, like it was, it was a little, cause I've heard, I've read and listened to podcasts and everything about right. the, the Manson family and stuff so much that I'm just kind of done with it. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of nice because Tex Watson was, is, is, it still is, mm-hmm. um, he's still alive and has like four kids to like, I don't know, just people who don't know what they're doing but like it was nice to see him get his comeuppance like you know what i mean like and because and 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 i i understand what you're saying because i don't Mm -hmm. like we talk a lot about it being earned and that Mm -hmm. you know this this movie was such a departure from his other movies because there's like minutes and minutes with no dialogue you know, yeah. where all of his other movies are just so dialogue heavy and you're just, it's fast paced, just back and forth, quick cuts to different people, you know, and you're trying to follow the story. This has a very just simple storyline and there's mm. characters that go in and out, but it doesn't really matter. Right. And it's just so simple and you just letting the, um, the, the town of Hollywood speak for itself. And like, yeah. and I know, you know, people love it because of that. And, and like, obviously he loves, he loves that era of Hollywood. He loves Hollywood. It's just yeah. love, love letter to it. That's when he grew up. I heard interviews with him, you know, when we're looking at Brad Pitt, we're looking at Tar- it's, it's, we're sitting in Tarantino's seat as he's looking up at his stepdad as they're driving around Hollywood mm-hmm. as, as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and the, the Manson, the, the Tate killings yeah. were like the end of, and uh, I think, I think Carano talked about it. He's like, that was the end of like the feel good. Yeah. The sixties are that over. Was the, yeah. You know? Um, and I think that's a really good point. And like, I agree. It, 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 it killed all the, the things, the potential we had coming out of that now everyone can say oh it's hippie and it's stupid and all mm-hmm. that stuff and some of it was like like where how is that sustainable to have a, like a functioning democracy a functioning capitalistic democracy yeah. yeah right i know but it also killed the killed the buzz you know yeah um and like it you know it actually you know it made people lock their doors at night and people were scared now you know it's right. so sensationalized and um i I, it, you, I'm glad he didn't do what actually happened, and I'd rather see them get his comeuppance than not. And and as yeah. far as the violence goes, I I do understand it was it was over the top and actually me like wince worthy sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, just like oh my god. Um, well, just even even before that, when Brad Pitt, you know, whoops on the guy who punctured his tire yeah it was just like in and i'm i agree with you and and i think i said that in in my original point is like i understand that this is um you know this is something he said a while ago um but it is it is something that uh sorry i'm not not hold against him but something that's in the back of my mind and it's something that i've been i feel like i've been watching it happen slowly since um 
Kill Bill. And Kill Bill obviously was hyper stylized and um, kind of meant to be that way. But even I always think about um, what's the uh, what Django, Django Unchained when oh. uh, Django hits a guy with a revolver and he literally flies out of the room. Right. And it's like this is slapsticky. And it, and it just is, it's, um, you know, it, it's you, uh, for, for mostly worse, but for better or worse, you're going to be, um, everything you do is going to be held up against your crowning achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think I liked that un, uh, non-glorified, but still unpleasant look at, at violence versus the like over the top. I mean, there's a, a flame throwers involved and mm. it just, it's, it was wild and it's, it wasn't bad, but I couldn't help but think about like, this is, this is what we're doing now. This like over the top, like slapsticky violence. Yeah. I, um, I get it, and but I just I, maybe I just have maybe I just have the blinders on for it because you know he reels me in every time like like I can't turn away from one of these movies like all of them you know even the bad ones that are you know they're just. The characters are compelling. The storytelling, the dialogue's compelling, and um, you know, uh, I, I, f- I find them fascinating. And like this one was such for me, the departure for this one was just was the lack of dialogue and just the yeah. way it was shot. Yeah, and like you don't really know Tarantino for like he's just now within the last probably four. Well, especially with Hateful Eight and some of those snow shots and stuff outside, mm-hmm. uh, but then everything went inside the cabin. But like you know the, you know the cross and stuff at the beginning of the movie, and just some of the shots in, um, uh, was it Django? Django? Some of the canyon shots and stuff, yeah. and like this is actually showing him more on the director, like the not the director as far as. Uh, the the camera work yeah. side of it you know what i mean it looks it fantastic just, yeah and and it's a very obvious love letter to like you said the time he grew up i guess um yeah and that's <sighs> okay well let me just completely switch gears there's a lot of stuff i liked about this movie mm-hmm. mainly leonardo dicaprio and um julia butters <laughs> oh, that yeah, that relationship, yeah, that was fun, <laughs> so great, yeah. Um, dude, that scene where he's um holding her hostage, yeah, that was fantastic. Actually. Yeah, and I also see that that's one of the things that I liked was, um, it was meant to be kind of this behind the scenes look at the movie making process, and then there was a couple times where it kind of just shifted into a different movie mm. you know what i mean like you like you were um watching the movie that rick dalton was in uh and 
<laughs> and uh, the one time where he forgot his line, and and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is this is not the movie we're watching. We're watching yeah. to make a movie. And that freak out afterwards in his trailer was fantastic. <laughs> Eight fucking whiskey sours. <laughs> Couldn't add three. <laughs> Takes a swig from his, his hey, flask and then done, throws it outside. <laughs> that was a great shot too when he when he's yelling at himself in the mirror. Um, just the way that they that um, they framed that and lined it up. Mm-hmm. He was looking, he was looking into the mirror, but his reflection was like staring at you. Yeah. at the viewer like man that's good there's a lot of stuff that i like and that's why i say i'm just i'm not sure how this will be at this point um i've not watched any of tarantino's movies less than twice so yeah you know i i will go back to this and there was there's a lot of little things it was almost like vignettes sort of like the uh, uh the Bruce Lee yeah sequence um Al Pacino is is totally superfluous in this yeah um you sure there's just so many like um so many people that just like pop up and they're like um and with it being in like you said um avoiding spoilers and with it being originally like the when I first heard about the these his ninth movie it was like a, the a movie about the manson murders and i was like oh this is gonna be crazy um yeah. and it it really shifts away from that almost completely um and then you're you're like waiting for you know this this whole thing to go down and then it's, it's um sharon tate ends up kind of being the uh, complete MacGuffin. yeah um and in hindsight, I guess it makes sense because I was like, you spend a little bit of time with her. Like you see her going to see her own movie. You get to see Margot Robbie's feet, which I don't know if Tarantino actually has a foot fetish or if that's... I think he's just trolling people now. I, that, see, that's what I think too is there's a couple times where it's just like, this feels so egregious that he might just be messing with people. Yeah. Um. But... Yeah. Well, let me know. Let me ask you what you think about this because okay. um, throw it at me. So, like, all right. So we know it's about the Manson murders. We've known about this for probably four years. You now. know, a couple yeah. years now that he's been making this movie, right? Yeah. So we get to the part, and we don't see the Manson murders, but we also we see the the gruesome craziness that happens right at the end of it, mm-hmm. where it is slapsticky mm-hmm. and gruesome and disgusting and like to the point where you're like almost like just die so you don't have to suffer anymore yeah. you know just just kill yourself stop getting bit by a pit bull in the nuts but we as an audience we like that that they're dying that they're getting killed right but we're there for the reason the other reason that the the good, the quote unquote good people actually did get killed, and we're waiting to see what he's how he's going to tell the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like, who's it on? Like, is it on us to, you know, is he like subverting our, you know, what our expectations are? Like, you know, mm-hmm. are 
is he you know he's doing something and like he's asking for people to be outraged over these murders or all, his violence in his movies were he's he's not the one that actually did the murders and he's actually trying to tell a story where they the good guys win mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah um and I, I i actually i think that's a good point and i think that that's kind of a sentiment that gets um sort of echoed in the movie when they're uh getting oh i see wally nope when they're getting um, there he is. when the Manson it's family come down the steps, hey big boy, getting ready to uh, you know murder these people. When they're talking about like, hey, we you know we've been watching these people kill people for years, and we're supposed to be excited about it or something like that. Yeah. And then you're right. I mean, we go to the theater and we're like, well, this is like about the end of the golden age of Hollywood and like the the Manson murders and. And we go there to, you know, not directly, but we go there we're, with a certain I mean, expectation a, that we're, we're going f- to watch Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate get killed. Right. So. We are, like, obsessed with crime and murder mm-hmm. and, like, true crime mm-hmm. podcasts and and Netflix specials and all this stuff. And we yeah. are obsessed with it. Like, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. It's, you know, I, I, he, he does that weird thing at the end of all these, or, you know, especially with Inglorious Bastards in this, right? Mm-hmm. These, yeah. The these like alternate, alternate endings, timeline. these crazy endings. And like, so I don't know. It's, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of, I, I think he knows what he's doing. As yeah. far as like poking the bear and seeing it, what kind of what kind of ire he can get raised, like I'm sure that would be his Shit. first answer. We're to talking somebody. about like, it right now, dissecting yeah. uh, dissecting a movie that you know a lot. Someone of... asking him, "Well, what's up with all the violence?" Yeah. I said, "Well, I didn't I didn't care to kill Sharon Tate. Charlie Manson did, or you know, yeah, Tex the, Watson did. The family. Yeah. How great was that scene up the the the, the Spawn Ranch?" <laughs> that was a that was a weird scene. That was, it was good, good, man. Like yeah. that was the tent scenes that he's great mm-hmm. for. Um, yes, yeah. You know, whether it's you know inglorious like I, that got it had shades of inglorious bastards. Yeah, you know with the uh, the opening scene or the you know with <sighs> with uh, the the Jew hunter and yeah Shoshana. Well, yeah, and the the parlor game in the bar. Yeah. That that's like that's a fucking all time scene right there. Yeah. Um. No, he kn- he knows what he's doing, and he wants to do stuff like this, you mm-hmm. know. And he, I I remember years ago when uh, you know I was living with Matt, and and his like he always puts out his ten favorite movies of the year, and Captain America, the uh, first Avenger, was on there, and Matt was like, "What the fuck?" And like. This guy under like he sees something most of us don't i think yeah and that's how he's able to like make these like this love letter to hollywood and it be on the surface arguably like you can make a case for if someone was like i was bored the whole time and i you know 
well, one, like if you were bored, yeah, I, I believe you. But two, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I, I might have a hard time convincing you that, that you're missing something, but I think you are. You're missing something. Yeah. I mean, just, I was, I was pretty amazed. It's just the attention to detail is stupid, right? From oh, just dude, ro- road signs, you know what they, I mean? Um, All the like neon signs, fucking ridiculous. Like, it just, like, it, they've all got to be reproductions, but they look like exactly what I think they should look like. I yeah. guess I I mean I mean at the end of the day I guess I don't really know but like I would imagine if I went and looked up some of these places and looked at the signs it'd be in and you know look at the movie it'd be like uh like a, a textbook yeah they look exactly yeah. the same yeah um yeah yeah so I mean there's there's a lot of stuff I I thought DiCaprio's he was phenomenal like, when he was when he was acting he was like smooth and and in control but then when he was you know when the cameras weren't rolling he was like stammering and and you know a, a man tormented by um him you know drifting into obscurity as a former tv actor um so I, it just I don't know. There's there's a lot to this movie. Yeah. Um uh, the, the the dog feeding scene just yeah. Really good. Uh yeah, I Man's I mean best friend. It's it is not as it's not snappy like I said before. It's not snappy in like all the ways you imagine Tarantino would be. Um it's this there, is this though. is like I remember there's a couple There are. Yeah. Yeah. It's still like and he's still great at writing characters. Yeah. Um, it's just a way that we haven't really seen before. And it's just, I well, yeah, it's just, uh, it was more of a slow burn. And mm-hmm. I just, Brad Pitt's just stoic manner the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like just as the hang along stuntman guy. It's just, it's almost weird to have him in that so role. Weird. I just that character is super weird. It's like the yeah. best friend stuntman, man. Yeah, that does everything for you. And maybe it's just because it is Brad Pitt, who is yeah. like, you know, a a textbook leading man, <laughs> and and he's following around. Not that DiCaprio is not DiCaprio, obviously yeah. is, but like, you know, he's kind of the gopher for this other guy, <laughs> who like can't get through a sentence. Without stammering. Yep. Well, I'm. Um. I'm not sorry. You didn't. I mean, you didn't love it. Uh, like I. I don't. I can't say that I loved it. I. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Let me put it that way. Like I just enjoyed it. It's not my. I don't know if it's my favorite. It's not my favorite movie of the year. Uh-huh. No, uh, I don't think. Uh, I'd have to look through. I can't remember what I've seen this year or last year, <clears throat> but like, it's it's up there. It's good. It's really good. And every time we get a Tarantino movie, I'm happy. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it just I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of good about it. There's a lot of you know, kind of head scratching 
about it. There's just, like I said, I just, I'm not sure yet. Mm. I don't know. I didn't, um, my favorite part, honestly, uh, and this is maybe ridiculous, the Red Apple Cigarettes commercial in terms of <laughs> credits, hands down. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just, it it's it's funny. It's like a fun little in-joke because in all of his movies, his characters smoke Red Apple Cigarettes. Yeah. Um. But then when he freaks out at the end, it was like tastes terrible, and he's got yeah. a double chin. And it, who, who picked this picture? <laughs> I just that made me so happy, and it's like it's those little details that kind of reward you for for watching one, and um, the, that this this world building of mm, like, the attention to detail, yeah, the attention to detail. Um, and I, you know, at the end of the day, it's something that could very easily just be on the cutting room floor. Um, well, hell, that whole mon that there was a whole like laugh-in style show uh-huh. um, that DiCaprio did the, it during the movie. We saw maybe I don't know ten seconds of where he was singing a song. Oh yeah, but like there's like a whole show dedicated to that, like that he was that was filmed. Yeah, you know, all, probably like a whole episode of uh, Bounty, whatever Bounty Killer bounty or killer whatever it was. Or boun- yeah, Bounty Killer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. A lot of attention to detail. A lot of, uh, I don't know, in in the coming days and weeks, I'll probably have a more fully formed opinion but it's uh at the very least even though i have these things that i'm not crazy about in the movie i'm resigned to the fact that i'm gonna see it one or two more times yeah well and i will this it it shouldn't affect it but um you know it's uh, you as well as i listeners of the after disaster uh, Mike and Anderson way oversold this movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, but that's what the age and time they grew up in. So. Right, right. But even just it, like um, Brad Pitt's character, Cliff Booth, he's like, he's the he's the coolest. He's the coolest character in movies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Nah, I mean, he's cool. He's okay. <laughs> I mean, he's got a sweet Airstream trailer and an awesome dog. But, yeah, the dog's sweet. Yeah. Well, well yeah. let us know if you... Yeah, absolutely. If you um, watched and liked. At Bruinview Pod. Email yep. us, BruinviewPod at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on Untapped. Bruinview Pod. Haven't plugged that in a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, you... Let us know what you're drinking. But you also watched, I unfortunately didn't, uh, though I planned on watching it, did not, time escaped me. Um, what are your thoughts about fucking with cats? <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> don't do it. Because they'll find uh, this. <laughs> so it's a three-episode miniseries, and it's like, you know, pretty much... Uh, you know, right around an hour runtime each one, I think. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so just probably under just under three hours worth of watching time uh, on Netflix. Don't fuck with cats. Um, uh, so you know we talk about the real life violence and like how desensitized we are to like even you know even as as the shit's going on at the end of um, Once Upon a Time, mm-hmm. you know you're still like okay, it's still a movie. But then whenever you see real life shit, like, uh, it starts, it just, it's too, too much. And so there, it opened, the, the, the show opens up with a lady sitting there, talking head, just saying, hey, uh, she explained what she does and she goes on the internet a lot and, Nice. There's there's so much stuff on the internet. There's the dark web, you know, where you can get all kinds of weird porn, snuff mm-hmm. films, all this stuff. Get drugs, get guns, get terrorist plans, all this stuff. But the one thing you do, you do not fuck with cats, because mm-hmm. we will find you. And this is the crusade of a bunch of, I wouldn't say recluses, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, it's maybe it's a good word for them. Some recluses, recluses, uh, people who are internet savvy have way too much time on their hands, way more than I do for sure. Mm-hmm. That put it, uh, make it their mission <clears throat> to find out the identity of a guy who does a very evil thing with some cats, and it's right at the beginning. Don't worry, you don't actually see. Uh, any death to anim- an- death to the animals. You don't see any of the cruelty, uh, but you know exactly what's happening, and it is pretty amazing. Not amazing as in like, oh, this is so much fun. It's just amazing that someone would do something as vile as this. Mm-hmm. And um, it it so. It is their crusade, and it starts as that. But then it goes down some crazy twists and turns, and it gets crazier and crazier and crazier to the point where I think, I honestly think to the last frame of the, the, the this three-hour thing, mm-hmm. it's hard to catch your breath as far as what's going on. Very little downtime. Um, and it, the way it's shot is there's a lot of talking heads and it over, um, uh, voiceover stuff on, uh, and it has to do a lot with computers and like the way we interact with social media and, and the web and stuff. So it's overlapping, you know, Google maps and like, or, you know, the Facebook page and, you know, uh, 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 profiles and, you know, clicking and, you know, moving the cursor and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the way it's shot is really well done. And, but the story itself is all, it's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. Um, I really don't want to ruin anything for you to, because you really need to watch this. You need to watch it. Okay. I Um, I will watch it for next week. For sure, it's it's fascinating. Okay, and I everyone that's listening, like, watch it because I I talked to someone last night, um, 
uh, we went out and had some beers, me and another guy, yeah. or two other guys. And I was like, we started talking about watching movies or, you know, whatever we were talking about. And I was like, don't fuck with cats. And the guy sitting across from me is like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, oh, my God. And right? the other guy's like, what? Huh? Don't fuck with, huh? And we're like, dude, it's amazing. Yeah. It was it was pretty sweet. Dude, and that's how I talked to cats. all my friends. No, oh, my God. Don't it's do amazing. it. Dude, it's like this movie, and it's like a docuseries. Is she fucking crazy? It's hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go. That's the <laughs> other thing he kept screaming all night. <laughs> First down. Uh not even a, a you know in Clemson incomplete pass. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to well, Mavs if you want to. One thing I will spoil is mm-hmm. that in the end you find out that it was Randy Moss's son. And like everyone's looking at each other like you didn't know? Where have you been? <clears throat> <laughs> it's worth it is definitely worth a watch. All right. And it 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 doesn't make you feel good about humanity. Oh. Too much. <laughs> Nice. There's some people you like. You're kind of like, oh, well, thank God there's people out there that are doing the right thing. Yeah. But fuck, how many bad people are out there that have the same access and can do the bad thing? And it's just like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. What's my son going to do whenever he gets my age? Or not even my age, the age where he can be online. Be on the dark web. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's funny because it's there's probably so many um for all the good, there's probably a lot of like passive good people, yeah, and a lot of like active bad people who are like, yeah. I can do all this on the dark web. Here we go. Yeah. Well, there's no act. There's not a whole lot of like active like. We're gonna let's do let's go everybody let's make the world a better place. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, maybe there is, but. Let's make America great again. Them. Everybody buy a hat. <laughs> That's oh god. Hey, hey, uh, I didn't talk about this, but at the LSU when the LSU game, um, when they showed Donald Trump, like half the bar cheered and the other half booed, and it's like, all you guys are doing, you guys are all here for the same thing. You guys all yeah. probably agree on so much stuff, but now you just let the other guys know that you think less of each other. It's like, come yeah. on. I'm here to watch fucking football, like not that. It's not <laughs> no one went like meh. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> Start the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you watched anything else in the recent I past? did. I watched a movie and I don't know where it came from, but I remember seeing a preview for it, like maybe I saw it on Hulu. The preview on Hulu. But it's it it's a Hulu original. It's called Little Monsters. Okay. Um, I feel like I've heard starring of this. Lapito Nwongo. Yes. I and know her. Josh Gad. I know him. And Alexander England, which you don't know. No, I, I think don't. that's about it. Yeah, it's about it. Um, it's a. 
it's like an Australian Shaun of the Dead. Um, not very good. Uh, it's... Mm. Uh, even Josh Gad sucked in it. He wasn't like he was supposed to be funny, but he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know. It there was good parts in it, and then there's just some bad parts in it. Just I don't know. I don't even know why I really brought it up. Stream it on Hulu if you want to watch a zombie movie. To be fair, I asked. I feel like this is my fault. Damn it. Yeah, it is. Uh, did you get any further on uh, Watchmen? Uh, no, I started the HBO. I started it. the HBO podcast. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, because I was like, I, I've, um, I, uh, on on my lunch breaks, I usually listen to podcasts. And I was like, you know, I want to watch Watchmen. I can't listen to the new podcast, the episodes I haven't seen. Let's listen to the HBO podcast. It's not too bad. No, it's not. It's not bad at all. Um, I feel like they're not as excited as the watches the Watchmen podcast. Um, probably not. I mean, but it's you know David Lindelof kind of talking about it. Yeah, himself. But um, yeah, it's probably weird. And it, but it does Maybe give not. you a little bit of insight, a little bit more insight, and in, like where he's going with things. So yeah, um, yeah, um, I kind of miss when it, when I was watching, it, and I do this so rarely, right? Is watch it week by week as it comes out. I was doing this as as it was playing out. And then listen to the breakdown podcast, and I think the last time that happened was with uh, Breaking Bad. Nice. And I missed it so much, mm-hmm. you know, that anticipation for the next week and the speculation right. and all that stuff. It was, uh, it was uh, fun to get back into that kind of mm-hmm. thing. I feel like, like binge watching, it, it's the instant gratification is there, but the I feel like the longevity is gone. Yeah. Like. Um, you get to stew on, I mean, and this is this is one we're stewing on, right? Yeah, because each absolutely. episode is so jam packed, so yeah, so dense, overflowing with material and, and discussion worthy stuff. Yeah. Um, but like I think about like Stranger Things, mm-hmm. I love that show. The second season wasn't, you know, wasn't as good, but for the most part, I was just I I was excited. I thought the third season was really good i'm excited for this fourth season but outside of me talking about like how excited i am it's like i just watched eight hours of this show in under 36 hours i think finished season three and that's it and it's like what do we talk about like well i remember some things but i mostly just like ripped through it just so i could be done with it why did you why did you want to finish it so fast? Because I liked it. Yeah, it was good. I wanted more, 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 more. And yeah. sometimes more, more, more isn't get good. You get a tummy ache. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's more of like and it feels like a race too sometimes, not necessarily like I don't think you or I watch stuff like that, but I do definitely feel like there's people in going back to the like the, the true crime thing. Be, you haven't watched uh, Making a Murder yet? Oh, it's crazy. Right. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. And then, you know, a week later, you don't hear about it. 
Right. Like, yeah, and well, a part of it is you want to be in in on the conversation and like talk course, about it, yeah. right? Yeah. And that that's where I think that the binge watching stuff it, it that's where it hurts, mm-hmm. uh, because you know doling it out a little bit at a time. Which I'm actually I need to get on it. Uh, the Outsider on HBO right now mm-hmm. is based on a Stephen King book that I had read a couple years ago, and then I just read listen to it here about a month ago knowing that this thing was coming out and this is another one where i try to get in on that same kind of feeling and go week by week and see uh so hopefully i'll get the same kind of feeling get that uh yeah feel of like oh you know they get it to stew on it because like the anticipation for the next episode is so great it was just like oh it's great oh it's out it's out it's out yeah, it's like uh, a fun, like sustained high. <laughs> yeah, it's like to... tantric sex. Yeah, it's like you know what? Sting had it right the whole time. Mm-hmm. Don't stand so close to me. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And because it is, it's just like I gotta, I gotta rip through this. I gotta get through this. I gotta, you know. And then when people talk about it, it's like, oh yeah, I watched it. Isn't that crazy? I don't, f- yeah. I don't, I don't feel like there's a lot of fully formed thoughts or a lot of like real conversation. Yeah, because it is. It's with when you get through the whole season. There's, what do you think is going to happen next week? It's not a real question. Well, the best talks are what's going to happen next season, right? right? And you what know, you Stranger Things is kind of like that, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but like, whatever it is, if you binge it, and I don't know where this started but i guess it's one way to get your listener or you know watchers in and um you know hbo's sticking to it they that format and i i mean hell they're doing a pretty good job so i'm gonna yeah. follow them down that yeah i'm with it fuck you need to watch chernobyl dude chernobyl okay it is That's, it is really good that is on my list i mean i would say filmmaking it because it pretty much is it's a five-hour movie um wait so but is it, it a documentary or is it acted no it's a it's an it's a narrative yeah okay. so it's it's uh what's his name who's the guy from uh mad men the british oh shit i, don't, I can't remember his name um oh it's uh sure no well jared harris jared harris uh stellan skarsgård yeah it's wow. emily watson's in it it's great i don't know i i thought it was uh i thought it was like a uh not ken burns but like a, a documentary mm. hmm. no that's that you know what when i was gonna i was gonna say that this was like it hadn't been since Breaking Bad, and I was wrong. It was Chernobyl that I enjoyed watching so much in that same, that same vein, because the guy that's interviewing David Lindelof was a showrunner uh-huh. for uh, Craig Mazin, is the showrunner for Chernobyl. Wow. So yeah, like and so the Chernobyl feed turned into the Watchmen feed. That's how I kind of got on that. But anyways, uh, yeah, that's now that you have HBO, it is fucking fascinating. 
Mm-hmm. It is really good. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of laughs. <laughs> Dang it. Oh, Black Mirror is another one I got to get back into. Yeah. It's easy to forget about because you don't, you only need to watch one episode. Yeah. Uh, there's so much shit to watch. <laughs> so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else? Anything? Uh... No, uh, there's a couple movies I'm I'm looking forward to watching that are streaming right now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially on, uh, particularly on um, Amazon is mid-90s, which you talked about a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Midsomar, which came out this summer, which is some kind of weird horror movie, or I think I don't know. Yeah, it's the uh, the same person who did uh, Hereditary. Yeah, it's their follow yep. up. Uh, Tough Guy, which is the story of Rob Probert. Probert, <laughs> which yeah. I may even start watching that tonight. That'd be a good watch. Um, and then Late Night, which has I think Mindy Kaling and uh, Annette Benning, I believe. Um, all movies, I think, from last year. And then on Netflix, there's a movie called, that's up for best documentaries, called American Factory. Oh, I actually had a guy, a customer was telling me about that. He said it was good? Yeah. He was like, you got to watch it. Yeah, so that's one I might try to watch. Um, Which is weird, because next... we don't really have that kind of relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so he really wanted me to watch American D. He's like, hey, coffee guy. Yeah. Hey. You know what you need to watch? You know what's good? Movies. You know what's really good? You who with movie. a little bit of rum in it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I'm, I was on my list coming up. Yeah, I'm going uh, to have to watch this tough guy. So yeah, um, yeah, that's where I'm going to stay with Amazon Prime this week. Trying to look and see. Yeah, that's about it. How about you? Anything you're looking forward to or Um, stuff? I I do want to like 1917, Uncut Gems. I need to go see that at the fucking theater. I think night. Yeah, Uncut Gems can probably wait, but I do feel like. 1917 would be enhanced greatly yeah. seeing it on the big screen. So we'll try and do that. And I have uh, my buddy who uh, gave me uh, his HBO password. He um, he went home to France for about a month and he came back and he was like, oh, you should go see uh, 1917. It's like, hey, uh, if you uh, push me enough, I, I may just be able to uh, to go for it. Yeah. I know I'm gonna try. It just I think just released what this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well now I'm so I'm on the uh tough guy, the Bob Bob Probert story on IMDB and now there's some some other documentaries I'm gonna have to make my way into. Uh okay. The Russian Five. Late nineteen eighties, Detroit Red Wings worked to finally break their decades long Stanley Cup drought by extracting players from the Soviet Union. 
Yeah. There's been a movie that I've been tracking down forever uh, called The Red, Red Army. Army. I think it's Dude, called. Dude, th- that's been on my like Amazon like wish list. No shit. To like buy. Oh, yeah, I, I caught it one day probably like two or three years ago that was – it was um I caught it was on the NHL network and it was like the last thirty seconds of it or something like a last minute of it. I'm like, oh, this is about to, okay, this is cool. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna search forward to see when it's playing again. I'm just gonna record it. Couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. And yeah. All right. It is on Amazon Prime. You can rent it for three ninety nine if you so choose. Um related uh <laughs> related stuff I, j- I just searched red army and the next thing is the puck hogs it's uh the comedy that scores and it is <laughs> a girl in lingerie in front of a hockey net holding a stick holding i see that stick, yeah holding a stick hell yeah it's the comedy that scores bro and then right after that soviet storm <laughs> soviet storm <laughs> red army a novel of tomorrow's war and fury Oh, included with your IMDb TV subscription? That's annoying. Uh, you know what though? What what is that? Where's that? Fury. What did you say? On Amazon Prime, if you have a IMDb TV subscription. Well, I think you do. Uh, you have IMDb TV if you are signed on to it. You can watch. Oh, no kidding. You can watch, yeah, they have movies. They just have ads. Yeah, whatever. I can live with yeah. Fury. But, like, right now, it's like they got Pee-wee's Big Adventure, What Blood oh, Beneath, Hitch, Robin Hood with Kevin Costner, Sweet Chappie's on there. Sweet. Nice. Elmo in Grinchland, or Grouchland. <laughs> All right. Funny Girl, Shrek, Stranger in Fiction, Daddy's Old Girl. Boon- oh, Boondock Saints, you'll love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I gorgeous. can't wait to... Ditch High School in 2006. Hmm. Sweet. Uh, nice. Short yeah. Circuit. Have you ever seen Short Circuit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did Wally freaking stole reconnecting. Oh, no. Wait, Wally uh, what? Now I'm black. Whoa. <laughs> 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 um, what happened with uh, Wally in Short Circuit? Uh, uh, Wally stole the, the look of Johnny Five, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Johnny Five alive. So anyways, that's what we'll try to watch this week. And please, oh, The Exorcist, the Exorcist is streaming on IMDb TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Uh, shoot, I'm going to have to get in on this. If I get in on this, I mean, see what, see what I can see. All right, cool. Well, uh, I guess till next week. Yeah. Uh, oh, Apocalypse Now streaming. You know what that is? Puck Hogs? Nope, not too shabby. Oh. <laughs> Tiger style. Tiger style. Tiger style. Tiger style.
Shogun, Killer to the eardrum, drum, drum.